If I could describe to give my life tour in one word, it would be vulnerability. Showing up for yourself is so important. Welcome to the Get My Life Tour. I'm your host, Lydia T. Blanca. Hey, y'all, and welcome to the Get My Life Tour. It is me, your host, Lydia T. Blanco. And as always, I am excited that you decided to show up for yourself. You all, it is a very difficult time that we are living in right now. And it is hard to get through these days without being outraged, upset, and just every other adjective associated with you know, being disheartened during these uncertain times and really during a time where, you know, Black people in this country are facing such oof, turbulence. But I am so grateful for the Get My Life Tour and I'm even more excited about the opportunity for today's guest to come and bless us with tools and resources that will help us create, establish, and really be able to execute the visions we have for ourselves. And that guest is Miss Lariel Lipkins, who is a speaker, author, and entrepreneur, and the founder of two companies. I have been following this woman for quite some time now. We've been trying to coordinate this interview for, I don't know how long, but I'm so grateful that she has made time to come talk to us about how we can create a vision for ourselves during these uncertain times. Help me in joining Lariel Lipkins to the Get My Life Tour. Lariel, welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. I felt like I was coming out on stage. I'm like, I need to take you with me when I do speaking. <laughs> yeah, hey, take me with you. This is what the Get My Life Tour is all about, right? You know, I recently wrote about us not being tone deaf. And I I cannot think of a more perfect time to have this conversation with you when a lot of our visions and just our thoughts are muffled. So I'm so ecstatic about you being here. And yes, that was the introduction that, you know, you deserve. You are killing it. Thank you. Thank you. You are so welcome. You're a speaker, an author, an entrepreneur. And I love, you know, the title of your book, A Woman with Vision. That is so commanding of people's attention. Well, that, that was, that was the goal. You know, I, um, I'm a big believer in vision, Um, A lot of people talk about being a goal getter and that's great. um, But there's a lot of people who have goals, but they don't have any vision. And Mm. so I really like to talk about how do you not just have goals, but how do you make sure that those goals align with the bigger vision, bigger purpose for your life so that you don't get to a place where you're accomplishing a whole lot, but you're not actually fulfilled. Oh, okay. Look, before we jump into this conversation, because I know it's about to get real. Based on what you just said, 
I I gave your intro. You are now center stage, but in your own words, who is Larry L. Lipkins? I am a wife. I am a mother. So I have um, a three-year-old and a three-month-old. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am super passionate about helping women get out of their own way and really go for what it is that they desire. Um, I feel like a lot of us are really good at being hype women for our friends, our family, you know, our clients. But then when it comes to ourselves and going after our own dreams and our own goals and after our own vision, sometimes we play small. And so my my purpose is really helping women um, get past their own self-limiting beliefs so they can start executing their vision. So that's that's who I am in a nutshell. I love who you are in a nutshell and so much more. (laughs) My goodness. You know, I am a self-proclaimed, unsolicited hype woman and cheerleader for so many people. And for so long, that has gotten in my way. So I really appreciate you saying that and bringing that to our attention because a lot of us get stuck in that place, where do you think that comes from? And I sound like you, you're my therapist asking you this question, right? <laughs> but, you know, as someone who does the work, what have you noticed and where does that come from in us to innately almost do that as women? You know, I think that we are naturally nurturers, right? Mm. So we, we have this natural innate ability to see things in other people, want to push other people, want to promote other people. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. The problem becomes is when we don't show ourselves that same grace, that same level of support that mm-hmm. we show to other people. So I think it's a combination of just our natural tendencies to want to nurture, support, love, cheer other people on. And then I think the other piece of it is a lot of times we are raised to um, what I want to say, like to, to play small, not to toot our own horn, not to self promote is to be humble. And sometimes we think being humble means playing small. Mm. And so we have this negative self-talk that we can't get out of our own head. So I think the combination of those two creates the perfect storm, um, that results in a lot of us, like I said, cheering other people on and then, when it comes to our own dreams, our own vision, our own ambitions, we don't show up for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's what holds a lot of women in particular back. And I, I can say that for, for myself. And the decision that I had to make is um, when I had my first son, I remember saying, I don't want to be the parent that says, you know, you could do anything. You could be the president. You could do this. You could do that. I want it to be the example for, for my children. Mm-hmm. And so that has pushed me to not just be a cheerleader for other people, but to be my own cheerleader, to, to be my own hype woman, yes. <laughs> uh, to really lean into those things that I want to go after. Oh, you know what? You just hit the nail on the head. You really did. It is hard to show up for yourself when you do not have a vision, right? And you don't have any strategy or any goals associated with that vision. How are you helping women really figure out what that looks like for them in the work that you're doing? You know, I think a lot of women um, have a vision I think where a lot of women in particular struggle is having clarity on what it is that they want. 
Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of times, especially in a social media field world, um, our vision can become um, unclear and we can easily start pursuing things for the wrong reasons or because we think that's the things that we're supposed to want or the things that we think make us look or feel successful versus the things that we truly want inside. And so when I'm working with women, I really work in three areas. One is really helping them get clear about what it is that they truly want and understanding the difference between vision and goals. Mm. Um, and that vision is that long-term picture that you want. The goals are how you get there. And so it's important to get very, very clear about where you're headed. The other piece, which I think is what a lot of people are missing, is then how do you have that plan? Because, right. Lydia, a lot of people will come to me and like, okay, I want to do this. I want to start that business. I want to write that book. I want to start a nonprofit. I want to travel the world, like whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. But then I say, okay, so what's your plan to get there? And then that's when you kind of get the deer in the headlights look because they don't have a plan to get from point A to point B. So what ends mm-hmm. up happening is years go by and they right. look up and it's like, oh, five years have gone by and I'm still trying to chase the same vision or same goals because I didn't have a plan. And then the other piece is then how do you actually execute? Um, there's people who have the vision, they have the plan. But then that fear and that self-doubt and that lack of confidence and that poor mindset keeps Mm. them from actually taking action. And so that's what I really work with my clients on is how do we get clear about the vision? How do we create a plan and how do we get you to have the right mindset so you'll you'll execute and follow through? That's so good. So it's, it's almost like a formula, right? I think we think about vision and you also have worked with women on their vision boards, which we'll touch on. And I think is incredible as well, but there is a formula that you're speaking of. Like you are helping women implement strategy and figure out what their secret sauce is. Right. And oftentimes they are the secret sauce, but when you speak of, you know, a lot of us operating from a place of lack um, and not being able to, really work with ourselves and extend that grace to ourselves as we go for what we want. It is so key. I mean, you are speaking to me. I feel like at some points, you know, in my journey, that is, I've been all of those people, right? So you most definitely have called me out on my ish, but it is so important, the work that you are doing. You know, I have to ask you about vision boards over brunch. Can you tell us more about, you know, what you were doing with that project and how it was really helping people show up for themselves. Yes. I, I started doing vision boards back in 2009 and I got this job. And one of the first assignments a part of, as part of my onboarding was to create a vision board, which I thought like now was, is kind of mind blowing that they would even care about what my personal and professional ambitions were, especially as a new employee. But the only problem was they said, okay, create a vision board of your goals. So I went home that weekend and I just put together like this random collage of things that I wanted, things that I wanted to do. And I thought, okay, let me cross my fingers and let's see what happens. Expecting my whole life to look different, um, expecting to quote unquote manifest all of these things. And I did that same kind of process for three or four years and nothing was changing. And so I figured, okay, I'm hearing a lot about vision boards. Obviously, there's a reason that they wanted me to do this vision board. But how Mm -hmm. do I create a vision board that actually works? 
So that's when I started um, creating this process, which led me to doing vision boards over brunch in 2015. So a lot of people started seeing this shift in my life, like, okay, well, she's, you know, she's making more money. She's paying off debt. She done bought a house. Like there was a lot of things that were going well for me. And people Mm. started saying, okay, what's different? (laughs) Like, what are you doing? (laughs) And so then that's when I started vision boards over brunch in December of 2015, where I started sharing the process that I had come up with that was actually helping me manifest the things that were on my board. Mm. And so I started hosting live events. And Lydia, it's been, it's been amazing because um, there's been so many women who have changed careers. Like one, one of my attendees, she wanted to be a nurse. Uh, the only problem was she had been a teacher for eight years and her parents had basically told her, like, you would be a fool at this point to switch careers, just become a teacher or stay being a teacher and maybe have ambitions of of being a principal or something like that. But she really wanted to be a nurse. And she she didn't get to walk across the stage because the whole pandemic going on. Mm -hmm. But she is now a registered nurse. Um, And seeing Mm -hmm. the impact that you make in people's lives. Wow. I've had people Uh. who have written books and gotten married and bought homes and went back to school. And It's just amazing the impact that you can have in somebody's life when you can show them how to create a roadmap to make that vision a reality. It's one Mm -hmm. thing to create the vision board, um, but you have to have a process beyond that to actually manifest those things and make those things happen. You know what? I am literally sitting here smiling ear to ear. There are so many people, you know, who love us, right? Who support us and go hard for us, but they want to see us win in the ways they think that we probably would be best positioned Mm -hmm. to win. But what you're saying is strategy with that manifestation and belief is really what sets us up to win. And you know what? Let me not say what you're saying is because that's not fair. That's not what you said. What I'm hearing you say is that you know, being able to manifest, believe, and implement the strategy is what helps to set us up for success. That's powerful. Yeah. And a lot of times the people that are closest to us, they care about us, right? They want us to be quote unquote successful, but a lot of times um, that also looks safe. And so mm. to your point, yes, when you have a strategy and you have a plan, And not only that, but when you have a vision that really um, pulls you, Steve Jobs had this quote and he said, when you have a vision, you don't have to be pushed because the vision will pull you like that was Mm. like mind blowing to me. Because a lot of times when I'm talking to women and they're telling me their vision is not something that's pulling them. And what I find out is that there's somebody else or maybe society or pressure or family that's pushing them to pursue things that they're not really passionate about. And that's why they're struggling to make it happen. Or they have this desire, this dream, ambition, but their mindset is really, really small. Mm. And their mindset, they're having a hard time seeing beyond where they are. And therefore, they're having a hard time getting to where they want to be. And so those two things can keep us really stuck versus going after those things and achieving our own level of success. You know, speaking about being stuck, this is something that you address in your book, 
people being stuck on their goals. Talk to us about that. I know I've been there. I think that everything has to be set in place (laughs) or you work towards the same goal for however long it takes because that is what you are supposed to do because you're goal oriented. It even sounds good. And then, you know, there are like all these 10 step books on how to goal this or goal that. And I'm just like, okay, right. I think I am stuck, (laughs) but you're, (laughs) you're helping people get unstuck. Talk to us about that and what that really looks like for people and how they can overcome, you know, being so married to their goal and not really the result. Yeah. You know, I think sometimes um, people can be stuck for different reasons. Um, someone might be stuck because their goal requires them. And I th- let me rephrase. Any goal that you set should require you to evolve and do things that you're uncomfortable with. Otherwise, it's something that's just a to-do list item. Like people set goals Mm. without realizing that the whole purpose of the goal is to grow you and develop you and help you get to the next level. And so there's like this disconnect. I'm setting a goal that's going to help me get to the next level, but I want to try to get to the next level as a person that I am today. And that doesn't work. Mm. Anytime that you try to pursue a new goal with an old mindset, you're going to find yourself stuck. And so I'm really an advocate of, helping people elevate their mindset to align with the goal that they're trying to go after before they actually get there. And once you do that, it becomes very, very easy to start executing on those things. So the big reason that most people get stuck is goes back to their mindset and their mindset can create fear, a lack of self-confidence, doubt, second guessing, perfectionism, procrastination. All of those tends to be rooted in fear And all of those things tend to come from your mindset. So if you can learn how to elevate your mindset, which I talk about in the book too, because I think a lot of times people say, shift your mindset. It's all about your mindset. But then no one gives you a process on how do you actually change it? Like, yeah, I know my mindset is holding me back. What do I need to do? And so they end up just saying a whole bunch of affirmations that they don't believe and therefore they don't even get a different result. So I'm a big believer in teaching people how to elevate their mindset before they go after their goals, which then makes the execution piece really, really easy. You can just drop the mic right (laughs) here and we can be done. Or we can continue to have this conversation and my mind just be blown over (laughs) and over again. That is golden. So many of us repeat affirmations, know them verbatim, Mm -hmm. but we do not believe Mm -hmm. Oh my, you are the real deal, Lariel. You really are. I want to shift the conversation just a bit because you have just been so on point and eloquent in sharing these resources with us, right? But, you know, I opened up talking about these really uncertain times that we're living in and they're very real for us. So many of us have these ideas and businesses and whatever else within us that we're we're carrying, we want to birth these things, but this uncertainty is weighing on us. We're not really sure if this is the time or we don't have as much time as we think we do as, you know, it is advertised on social media and there's a lot of pressure for people to create, but they just don't know where to start. What advice do you have for people who are in that place as they think about, you know, what it is that they want to contribute or 
how they can work on their vision so that they can execute during this time or even after COVID-19? Well, I think the the thing about how we started off the year was everybody was saying, you know, this is the year 2020 vision. Like I have perfect vision. Um, and all of that sounds really good, but the reality is that most of the times we get clarity when there's, when we get pushed to be uncomfortable or there's chaos. And right now there's a bunch of chaos there. Like you said, there's a bunch of uncertainty. There's this new normal and there's a lot of people who will then shut down. Versus looking at this as an opportunity to get crystal clear about what it is that's important to them. And so when I started seeing people say like cancel, you know, 2020, 2020 is canceled or we could cancel 2020. That said to me that the things that people said they wanted to accomplish really weren't that important because what it mm. did for me was when I looked at my vision board, when I looked at my goals, when I looked at the things that I said I wanted to accomplish in 2020, it gave me clarity on the things that were top priority. And so that's the first thing I would say is first, let's get clear about those things that are really, really important to you. And if you hadn't gotten clarity through this situation, then like, I don't know how how, how else you're going to get clear, <laughs> right? This should bring to the, to the forefront right. the things that are really important to you. The second thing, I think that there's this, um, this idea that you have to work on your goals 24 seven. And I just don't subscribe mm. to that. I tell people, if you can commit just 60 minutes a day to working towards your goals, that is what 365 hours in a year, like there's absolutely nothing that you can't accomplish. So I don't prescribe to this deal where you always have to be working and you always have to be grinding. And you always have to like, I, I don't think that people can sustain that. Plus we have real lives, right? Um, you know, and especially mm -hmm. right now where people are working from home, they're trying to, like you said, create, they may have a full-time job plus this business that they're trying to do plus teaching their kids. Like you just, you don't, you don't have as much time as you mentioned that social media portrays. But if you can commit 60 minutes right. of just pure execution, pure focus on your goals, purely making your vision and goals a priority, like you would be amazed how much you can get accomplished. So first, get clear about what it is that you truly want in this season. And it's OK to let some stuff go. Right? You may have decided that mm. at the beginning of the year there was like 20 things that you wanted to get done which is number one, way too many. Um, but you may have gotten clarity that out of those 20, there's really only three, three that you really, really want to yeah. pursue. I'm an advocate of having less goals that are more meaningful than have a ton of things that you say you want to go after that mean nothing to you. So get really clear on the things that mm. are top priority and then make time for yourself every single day. Like I, I book an appointment with myself every single day. And this is time that is dedicated just to me. And that may require you to get up early. That may require for you to execute on your lunch break. That may require you to do your 60 minutes when your kids have gone to bed, but you need to spend 60 minutes a day on your goals. That's it. Don't let social media pressure you into thinking that you need to be working 24 seven to be successful. Um, you know, one of the big, big things that I've realize because the work in 24 seven, being a goal getter, being ambitious, like that, that used to be like my mindset. And I felt like if I wasn't mm. being quote unquote productive, then like, what was I doing with my life? And I had this moment of clarity where I realized that life isn't about being, life isn't meant to be accomplished. It's meant to be experienced. 
Right. And so once I had that clarity, it helped me get crystal clear on the things that are most important to me. And then I have this power hour, 60 minutes a day. I'm super, super focused on the things that are going to move the needle. I'm super, super focused on the things that are getting me closer to my goal. But I don't need to do that 24 seven. And so that kind of shifts your perspective and it helps you realize the things that are really most important to you. So get rid of that to do list that it's like 30 miles long. <laughs> right? I, Hold on one second. I'll be right back. Right? I'm about to go straight line. I don't do, I don't do to do lists anymore. <laughs> I do. I have what I call my hit list and my hit list mm. stands for a high impact task, right? I only have three things a day. What are my top three things on my hit list? Like if it's not going to move the needle, if it's not going to get me closest to my goal, I'm probably not going to do it. Um, or, you know, that may go to like my endless list of to-do lists, but my high impact tasks are the things that are related to my goals that I must get done for the day. I do those first and then I take care of everything else. That's good. That is so good. I've heard people say eat the frog first and I never really liked that, that phrase. I don't know, maybe (laughs) it's the frog and the idea of eating it. I'm just not with it, but I like this hit list. I like that. I like that a lot. I hope someone is taking notes because that is really good information. You know, I have yet to ask you about what a get my life moment has been for you. And I'm so curious, but what I also think is interesting is that a lot of your work, you know, was really Mm -hmm. with men and you've shifted to focusing on women. And we're living in a time where so many women are like, Hey, us, look at us, look at us. Where did that shift come from? And was that tied possibly to a get my life moment that you had even professionally? You know, um, yes. So, um, before I went full time with the woman with vision, I spent 10 years doing sales training and consulting. And so I worked for the largest sales training company in the world. And I was based out of Dallas. And like you said, 95% of my clients were, um, not just men, but were white men. And, uh, I ain't gonna lie. I was killing it in that space, right? I knew how to finesse it. I knew how to yes. deals. I was training sales teams all over the world. Um, and that is actually my second, my second business. So you mentioned I have two businesses. So um, I've gone back to doing sales training and consulting. And so that's my second business. But that's, that's where I spent um, 10 years and really building my career and my brands. And what made me shift was I realized that I had access to so much information. I had access to so many resources. I was kind of, quote unquote, in the club, right? Um, in the inner circle. And I was like, man, what would happen if I could share all the things that I've learned, all the kind of behind the scenes with women um, and give them access to some of the information that I'm getting? And so that's why I made that pivot. And I really felt, um, and if I just be honest, it wasn't even just like me. It was really more like that God thing where God was like, okay, I'm shifting you. And I was like, hold on, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't really know how well I do with women because I work predominantly with men and I just felt this, this calling and this pull. And so that's when I made um, the shift and the decision to really share all of the experience and knowledge that I've gained um, with, with women. And I would say the, the kind of get my life moment um, happened for me 
ironically, when I was cooking one evening, um, and my son, he was two at the time, and he came running around the corner and he is just screaming. And I'm like, what is going on? And so I'm trying to see if the dog is chasing, trying to figure out what's going on. And I realized that he was scared because he saw his shadow for the first time. And so here he is, just turned two, and he sees this bigger version of himself like behind him. So he's Mm. scared because he doesn't know what it is. And so as a mom, I start trying to explain to him. So I'm like, baby, it's just a bigger version of yourself. (laughs) And he is is still like not trying to hear me. And so I laughed, right? Just like you did. And then I had this moment of conviction because I realized Mm -hmm. that I've been just like him. And I think we've all had this experience where we're just minding our own business. And then we see our shadow which is this bigger version of ourselves and who we could be and what we're capable of and what's truly possible. And a lot of us do exactly what he did and we run. And so I felt this moment of conviction because God had already told me to start shifting. And he still had been showing me this bigger version of myself for years, but I was scared. So I was running. And so in that moment, I decided to stop running and start stepping into that bigger version of myself. So I would say that's my, kind of my get my life moment on a Tuesday night cooking spaghetti <laughs> and having mm. that experience with my son, but realizing that that moment was for me to see myself and mm. so that I could stop running mm. from what I was called to do and actually step into it. <sighs> I just had to let it breathe. Larry L. I li- you know how you laugh when you like can just not find another response. Like my spirit was tickled because I too was convicted. You said we 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 realize right, and I'm paraphrasing. There's a bigger version of ourselves, and we become afraid and run from it. Okay, raise your hand if that is you or has been you at any point in your life. Both of my hands are raised right now. That right there is nothing but the truth. The things we learn from children is, is just, it's amazing, right? When we have the hearts to learn from and like children, the lessons, they come to us, I believe, the way the Most High wants them to. And the fact that you had that moment and you're sharing it with us means that you heeded to the call and that that was what was needed because you just spoke to me. Oh my goodness. I don't remember realizing my shadow for the first time, but I do remember being startled by it or startled by the idea of having to pivot or just pay more attention to myself in the space that I'm supposed to occupy. That is a word, Lariel. That is a word. And I think we've we've all been there, right? And even even since that mm-hmm. moment, I think we all have. Um, even if 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 we're setting goals the way we should be setting goals, and if we're pursuing our vision the way we should be pursuing it, I think we're all find ourselves in that moment where we go, "Okay, this feels bigger than me." And a lot of times, mm-hmm. in those moments, we'll shrink and we'll focus on all the reasons we don't feel we're qualified or all the reasons that we don't feel ready or all the reasons why right now isn't the right time. 
versus if we shift our mindset and say, but what if it is, what would it look like if I stepped into that? And I'll be honest, it can be scary. Realizing your own potential can be scary, Mm. right? Sometimes it's, Mm. It feels comfortable and it feels safe playing small because no one sees you and, and, and you don't have to be accountable to anybody. But when you realize like what you're truly capable of, and I think this is for anybody, what you're truly capable of, right. capable of if you stepped into it. Well, I mean, it's just it's just mind blowing and it's going to be scary. And I think sometimes we have this 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 kind of message that we put out there that you have to be fearless. And that if you have a sense of fear, that there's something wrong with you. And I I just don't advocate for that message. I'm a big believer that it's not that fear. It's not that the problem isn't the fear. The problem is how most of us react to it. And I think that's really important mm. because there's been moments where I've been terrified. I've been nervous. I've been uncomfortable. And if I felt like, wow, you have to be fearless, I wouldn't have done it. Right. But I, I knew that it was OK right. to be nervous. It was OK to be scared. That meant that I was doing something that was challenging me to grow up and grow into who I needed to become and then giving myself permission to actually do that and fell along the way has been just transformational for me. And so if anybody's listening and you've been kind of struggling with, you know, I've seen my my shadow. I know that there's a bigger version of myself. I know there's something that I'm called to do, but I'm scared. And now I need to wait until I'm confident and ready don't wait until you're confident and ready because you'll be waiting forever, right? The only way that you feel confident and ready is Mm. after you do it. (laughs) And so feel the fear and do it anyway. How many times are you going to drop the mic? I am a big believer of doing Mm -hmm. things afraid. I really am because that is one of the best ways we get in our our own ways. Just standing in fear and believing it and crowning, you know, the lies that we believe about ourselves. Thank you so much for sharing that. I really appreciate it. My goodness. Okay, look, we have covered so much and I honestly could talk to you all day, but our schedules will not permit for that. And I'm sure people who are tuned in are probably just wanting more, but we have come to the point on the stop of the tour where it is time for you to drop the mic. And I just ask you, <laughs> how many times are you going to drop the mic? You, you, you literally just have to drop it one more time, even though I would love for you to continuously just pick it up and drop it, pick it up and drop it. Right. But we have this moment on the Give My Life tour where guests leave it all on the stage. And I feel like you have left us with so much, but there's just one more thing that just might be pressing on your heart. So I'll give you a second to think about it. But when you have it, the stage is yours. You know, I think, and I'm going to keep it, keep it simple. Um, You know, the thing that I would say to anybody listening would be to be willing to outgrow yourself. Um, I think sometimes we get so accustomed to who we've been that we don't give ourselves the permission and grace to grow into the person that we can become. And so we always end up kind of looking at our life from the sidelines. And I know for a long time, that's that's how I felt. I felt like I was living someone else's life. And I even felt at times that I had experienced 
some level of success according to other people's standards, but I wasn't fulfilled. And so I had to start learning how to um, constantly outgrow myself, unlearn some of the things that I had been taught um, and really give myself permission to evolve. And so that's the big thing I would say, whether it's going after your vision, going after that dream, writing that book, starting that business, travel, like whatever it is that you desire to pursue, give yourself permission to outgrow who you've been to realize who it is that you can truly become. There you have it. You have been such a resource. I've taken notes and I am truly in awe of the woman who you are. I'm so glad that you take your calling seriously and that you're helping others, you know, get their lives, figure out their visions and show up, you know, for themselves. The work that you are doing is so key. So thank Thank you you for having me. You are more than welcome. I'm certain that people are curious about how it is that they can stay in touch with you. So please let them know how they can do so. I am a woman with vision on on all platforms. So you can find me on Instagram at a woman with vision. um, And you can uh, go to my website. um, Also a woman with vision.com. If you want to grab the book, it's a woman with vision, right? So I keep it simple. So if you're looking for additional resources on How do you get clear about that vision? How do you create the plan? How do you change your mindset so that you can actually execute your goals? Make sure you follow me at A Woman With Vision. Lovely. And as always, to stay connected with the Get My Life Tour, do so by going to thegetmylifetour.com, following us on all social platforms at the Get My Life Tour. If you want to be connected with me, follow me at Lydia T. Blanco at on all social platforms. And you know what? Continue to show up for yourself. Implement that strategy. Come up with your your vision. Or you know what? Let's just go with L'Oreal's step. Let's get your mind right first, right? And then let's work on that vision. Either way it goes, make sure that you are creating the life that you want to live. L'Oreal, I have to thank you again before we sign off. Thank you for showing up the way that you. you did today. You are more than welcome. Until the next time, I will see you on the next stop of the Get My Life Tour. It has been real. Peace. Mm-hmm.